aka leon genesis aka your mom's favorite personal trainer aka let's get it aka let's work aka always working aka Beatrice thompson in the building what it do we back at it again man yo it's june 6 2021 man this is episode 60 season 2 of the Passion Purpose Perspective podcast by yours truly, man. I told y'all we was finna touch 60 episodes. Here we are, man. Surround of applause, you feel me? Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Uh, hopefully one day we can touch 100, but that's beside the point. Anyway, man. Welcome back. Uh, I just woke up from like a little... Uh, a little cat nap, even though I'm not sure why they call it a cat nap, because cats be sleeping all damn day. But anyway, yeah, man, I dozed off for a little bit. Um, I was doing some research and studying the game, you feel me? Uh, and I literally fell asleep with my laptop in my lap. But yeah, aside from that, man, let's get into it. Uh, last episode, we talked about fitness and friends. So I talked about, uh, you know, when you got negative friends or friends that you shouldn't have around you, how they act and respond when it comes to your fitness lifestyle um, that you have uh, adopted, especially if you're a beginner. I also talked about good friends and what they do in order to help and support your fitness journey. Uh, so, yeah, that was episode 59. So if you want to go back and check that out, hey, man, do what you got to do. And make sure you get up to speed with that. Because that was a really, really, really important episode. Uh, most definitely. Because a, a couple of y'all, or a lot of y'all, y'all hang around some leeches. Or y'all hang around some some heavy baggage in terms of the company you keep. Um, just to be cool or just to feel accepted. It's like, nah, man. If, if your friends don't align with your values and your goals and who you're trying to become, nah, cut it off. Family too cut it off if they're not helping you get to where you're trying to get to. Um, but yeah, today's episode, I want to talk about injuries and rest days. So I got a list here. All right. And at the, at the top of the list, it says five signs to take a rest day. So before I get into this list, I'm speaking from experience, man. Um, I've been in the game for a minute in terms of fitness and nutrition and just training, doing my own training in general. Um, I started training at 12 years old. Um, I am now 32 years old. You guys can do the math. I've been training for a long ass time. Of course, my training has evolved over the years. Uh, my nutrition has evolved over the years. Even just looking at the last five years, like I'm so much better at staying ready as opposed to always having to get ready for, you know, the beach body look or just staying lean or whatever the case may be. Like I never was able to stay lean because I lacked discipline, especially when it came to my nutrition. But anyway, in terms of injuries, man, I haven't had any crazy injuries. Um, just a few, you know, nicks here and there. Nothing, like I said, nothing crazy, but I have noticed a few patterns and signs and signals as to when it's time to pull back, when it's time to take a break, 
you know, when it's time to just reassess or or just reprogram your your training schedule. But yeah, um, like some of the main injuries that I have today is mostly like tendonitis, arthritis, things like that, like inflammation, you know, in my knees, uh, in my ankles, in my elbows, uh, in my back and in my shoulders. So, yeah, some days I'll be feeling pretty busted up, but I'm I'm learning to manage the pain a little bit more every day because, yeah, as I get older, I'm trying to train and work smarter, not always harder. I love to train hard. Like I hate going to the gym or doing a workout or doing a run and just half assing it. I can't stand it. Like today I did what I call a pitter patter run. I just, I kept my feet moving. I did a little four mile run or whatever. My time was decent, but I didn't push hard because I knew, okay, I'm coming off of some injuries and some, just some wear and tear. Like I need to take it easy. So unfortunately I had to just pitter patter my way through a four mile run. Uh, because yeah, some days it's just like that. Other days I'll just do like a two mile run. A two mile run for me is literally like not doing anything. Um, it's like the equivalent of not doing anything for me because I'm used to doing like super duper hard five, five mile uh, runs or doing like, you know, eight miles or 10 miles or 12 or whatever, or doing a long ass five mile run and then doing weight training or weight training and running, you know, within the same session. So I've been beating my body up for years and years and years, and I definitely feel the effects of it on a daily basis, as well as the work that I do, uh, during the week, it's very physical. So yeah, I really be, I really be beat up at the end of each week. So for me now, I'm trying to just incorporate smarter training techniques. Like I'd much rather just have an active rest day as opposed to completely sitting my ass down. Some people are good at resting. I'm not, I'm not good at sleeping. I'm not good at, uh, like sitting still, for long periods of time, I'm really not like my body has my my own body has to catch me slipping like like today. Okay, I was I was studying uh some investments or whatever, like just looking over some of the financials, and I literally fell asleep. Woke up, you know, a few minutes later, like I said at the beginning uh of this episode, and yeah, I'm like, damn, you know what? I gotta I gotta record. Like, let me let me let me record before I get too lazy. So that's my problem. But yeah. Um anyway, let me just get into this list and then yeah. If I if I can, I'm gonna pull from my own experiences. Um but yeah, again, five signs to take a rest day. So I'm gonna go through the list and then we'll break it down uh each each section. So number one is injuries. Number two is extreme fatigue. Number three you're just going through the motions. Number four, you're daydreaming in between reps and sets. Um, and number five is lack of intensity. So again, these are the five signs that you need to take a rest day and sit your ass down. So number one is injuries. I know for me, I will push and push and push and push and grind and grind and grind and grind. Lo and behold, you know, tweak my knee, uh, you know, get inflammation in my elbows. My shoulders is clicking and, you know, clacking and cracking and popping. Um, you know, ankles just worn down. 
Like, it's crazy. Like, even lately, I've been getting a lot of, like, lower back pain, which a lot of people suffer from lower back pain, like, just just within the country in general for various reasons, of course, which a lot of that could be posture. A lot of it is uh, just being overweight. But for some of us, me being one of those individuals, I'm just a workhorse, man. Like, I, I just go. I go, 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 go. Like, I hardly ever soak it in, take it in, take a breather, take a minute. And that's my problem. So a lot of the times I'll get like these nagging ass injuries that will last for weeks and weeks and weeks as far as like the pain and, and, and the soreness. Um, even my flexibility throughout the week, like in the beginning of the week, I'm good. Once I, you know, get a little refresher from last week's work. But at the end of the week, like, yo, I'm like senior citizen status when I be getting out of bed, man. Like it's hard to walk and everything. It's crazy. But you would never know, you know, if you see me in person or whatever, or if you've hung around me before, like you wouldn't know. But yeah, like pain every day, man, like it's crazy. It's not as severe as some individuals, but just in general, like my pain from the first time it started, like in my early 20s from just doing like a lot of squats and whatnot from there, it just escalated um, as the as the training got more intense. But yeah, man. When you start getting a lot of little injuries and shit, like you got to chill. You got to stop. You really got to chill, man, because honestly, unless unless lifting weights or exercising is literally your profession, it's not worth it. Take a break, take a rest day or take two rest days in a row. Really give your body the time to heal. Get some REM sleep. Get some rapid eye movement sleep. That's where you're going to do most of your recovering. That's where you're going to do most of your growing. Um, especially when it comes to like making gains, you know, uh, if you're in the phases of built, being able to build new muscle, you know, and get newbie gains, you're going to, you're going to rebuild a lot of your cells during REM sleep. But yeah, man, learn to take a rest day when you start getting injured. Injuries is not good. We don't want to get injured. We want to stay as healthy as possible. So number two is extreme fatigue. Again, I don't know when to sit down, yo. So I go through this every single week. Um, for whatever reason, you know, I'll I'll sleep or whatever, like, you know, the night before, I'll go to sleep at a certain time or whatever. And lately over the past couple of years, I've been going to sleep earlier and earlier. Um, because I, you know, just from waking up earlier. But anyway, I mean the drop of a pin and I'm awake, whether it's 3 a.m., you know, 5.30 or 6 or 7 or whatever the case may be, like, I just get up and I'm like, well, I'm already up, even if it was interrupted, and I just go. So now with that, it's like, all right, I've got my regular 10-hour day, and then after that, you know, it's like, you, you, you do your you do your other work that you do throughout the day as far as like any administrative work, any studying, thinking deeply, reading, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, man, you look at the clock and it's like, yo, you've been at it for 13 hours, 14 hours, 15 hours, you know, sometimes 18 hours throughout the day, just completely active. And on top of that, you're 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 kicking your own ass in the gym or 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 doing bodyweight training or you're training in your backyard running or whatever it is. And it's just like, yo. You're just completely out of it, man. You just, you hit a wall. Mentally, you know, 
your judgment is just cloudy. Um, you're barely able to drive. Um, some people get like super emotional when they're when they're uh, really fatigued. They they have a harder time making decisions, uh, even if it's just the simplest decisions. You become very very forgetful. Um, I know for me, like I'll I'll I have like these little micro moments where it's just like, you know. I'll be about to go into a room because I'm like, all right, I'm going to go grab something to eat or I'm going to go get like this thing I need to go get for whatever, the, for whatever situation it might be. All right. Let's just say, for example, like I left my toothbrush in the bathroom. Um, I like to keep it in my room. I know I'm weird, but yeah, like I'll go to the bathroom and, or I'll be on my way to the bathroom. Like, yo, what was I about to get? And then it's like, damn, I got to like ask somebody like, yo, what did I say I was going to get? Or like, or I'll just be out loud like, damn, I was going to do something and I completely forgot what I was going to do. That's extreme fatigue. That's sleep deprivation. Like, man, that is a sign to sit down and rest your body, rest your mind, rest your soul. If you're just forgetting like little simple shit like that, you know, you come up with an idea or you decide to do something in a moment, you know, uh, write something down, uh, I don't know, make a social media post, text somebody, you know, uh, you left something in, in the bathroom or whatever, but on your way there or on your way to hit the button about to text somebody, you completely forget what you were about to do. Like, yeah, man, that's extreme fatigue. Like you gotta, you gotta dial it down. You gotta take a rest day or two in a row. Um, you gotta get some REM sleep, like get some really deep sleep. Um, because yeah, especially with sleep, I'm terrible with that. Like, like I said, man, I wake up so easily. It's just so annoying. Like when I am sleeping, for the most part, I'm out. I'm gone. But the problem is I don't get enough deep sleep. Like I'm up right away, pretty much at the same time every day. For me right now, um, I'm in between like six and seven hours. I know some people are like, well, seven hours, that's plenty. Like, yo, when you when you when you be putting in work, it's not enough. Like it's it's really not, especially when you wake up so easily. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's not like an extreme, it's not like extreme uh insomnia or anything like that, but yeah, I'm just I'm always up uh pretty much around like 5:36, between 5:30 and 6:30, naturally no alarm, I'm up. Because I, I switched my training schedule um, because my work schedule changed a little bit. So now I have to train a little bit earlier in the day. And it's just like, damn, yo. And then it's like, okay, most of my work day ends at like damn near 8 o'clock. So we already 12, 13, 14 hours into the day from the start of waking up. You know, okay, you wake up, you, you, you know, you get ready, you train or whatever, just real quick training and then it's like boom you make your breakfast you know you I try to get in a couple pages every day as far as like studying I try if I can get in like at least 10 pages a day I try to do that but yeah by the time I'm hitting my head back on the pillow it's damn near 11 o'clock so you can only imagine doing that week after week day after day year after year like that shit's going to break you down. Um, and it's going to affect your training, like, um, in a major way. Uh, but anyway, let me get into number three. Number three is when you're just going through the motions. 
So you're you're lifting weights or you're running or you're doing like a body weight routine or you might be on a, a stairmaster or the treadmill, you might be on the rower machine, you know, and you're just kind of there like just doing it. You're not thinking about your goals in terms of fitness and nutrition. You're not thinking about how good you feel or how, you know, like, because, yeah, you it is nice to go to the gym or it is nice to work out when you feel good, of course. But some days you got to go when you feel like shit because you got to stay focused on the goals. Um, And also, like, you're just almost not even thinking about anything. Like, you're kind of just blanked out. Not necessarily daydreaming yet, but you're just you're just there. Like, you know, you're like, all right, well, fuck, I just, I gotta be here. I'm not sure why, but I gotta be here and do this workout. Or I'm not sure why, but I gotta prepare these meals. Like, or I gotta eat this, this oatmeal or this, whatever it might be, these vegetables. And you're just doing it. You're not doing it for enjoyment. You're not doing it because you're excited about the end goal. You're not doing it because you're pumped up. You're not doing it because you're inspired. Um, You're just there, just randomly. Like, that is going through the motions, you know, when you just lose that lack of focus. And that's another sign that it's either time to change your programming, meaning increase your intensity, like more reps, more sets, or it's time to dial it back. In this case, it's time to dial it back, which is less reps, less sets, um, and just more rest, you know, in general throughout the week. So, yeah, again, you need to take a rest day or two rest days in a row to get your mind right um, and to just get out of that fog. Number four is daydreaming. So you literally could be in the middle of a set. You know what I'm saying? You got 100 pounds on your chest up and down, um, but you're just you're not thinking about lifting the weight. You're not thinking about the, the contraction of your pectoralis majors. You know, um, you're not feeling the contractions. You're not feeling the blood flowing through your muscles. You're not feeling the intensity and the tightness of your muscles getting harder because they just, you know, they building up that lactic acid and you just getting a crazy pump. Like you're just kind of just there just thinking about the most random shit that has nothing to do with fitness and nutrition or hitting your goals. So again, that could be another sign that you need to take a chill pill, sit your ass down and get some good sleep for a day or two um, or maybe more. Some people need more rest. You never know. Um, but it just depends on your situation. Um, and then last but not least on here, number five is lack of intensity. So again, and this all it all ties in together. Like if you're really following along, like you can see it easily all ties in. So it's just like one thing leads to another, you know, um, but I'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, the last one is lack of intensity. So what is intensity? Intensity is like how much energy you bring to your workouts, um, how much enthusiasm you bring to your workouts, you know, um, just like the veracity and the velocity of it, you know, how hard are you pushing? Um, how, how in tune with your body are you? Are you really pushing your body to, to get to the next level? Are you really pushing yourself to reach that goal, get that PR, you know, lose another pound? Um, 
you know, or whatever it whatever it might be, run another mile, uh, you know, or or you know, run a faster time. If you're a runner, you gotta bring that intensity, man. Um, but in some cases, if you got injuries, if you're suffering from extreme fatigue. Uh, if you're just going through the motions or you're just daydreaming, you're eventually going to have a lack of intensity. And the lack of intensity means you're not going to hit your goals. You're just wasting time. You're wasting precious time in the gym. Um, even the way you prep your meals, you know, during the week, you just don't have any enthusiasm or intensity in it. I know that sounds weird, but even when you prep your meals, like you got to bring the intensity like, yo, me making these meals and cooking these ingredients and putting them together is going to help me to become leaner, stronger, bigger, faster, uh, more agile, more quicker, whatever the case may be. So you got to bring that in everything that you do, man. You got to have intensity, man. Um, but when you lack that, it might be time again to take a rest day or two rest days in a row or three. It might be time to just do some active recovery. Um, because, yeah, like for me, like I said in the beginning of today's episode, I don't like to sit still at all. I can't stand it. No matter how tired I am, I got to keep moving. But that comes with a cost. Um, that comes at a cost. Um, so for me, some days I got to have what we call active rest days. So I might I haven't yet. But like even in the past, I've done yoga for like 30, 40 minutes or even an hour straight, just intense yoga, because I'm like, okay, this will prevent me from going to the gym, lifting some crazy ass weight and, and, you know, fucking up my body even more. Or if I'm doing a run, it's like, all right, well, this will prevent me from busting up my knees any more than they already are busted up. So I might do yoga or I might just, um, I might do like a very, very, very low, intensity, very light training session of whatever my usual uh, routine is, but I'll do it at like 10% effort or 10% of my one rep max or something like that. So yeah, you, you, you have to, you have to be able to look at the signs that it's time to take a rest day or to take a break or just to get some sleep. Because, you know, getting some good sleep definitely can solve a lot of these issues as far as injuries or fatigue or going through the motions or daydreaming or having a lack of intensity. Um, and even traveling as well uh, can get you out of that fog as, as well. Even if you take a day trip somewhere, you don't have to go super duper far all the time. Traveling doesn't only mean getting on a plane. Like, yo, fam, you could literally drive a few hours to a destination that you've never been and just be outdoors like chilling, soaking in nature, listening to the sounds of the birds and the trees and shit. Like that's way better than trying to create this whole extravagant. We finna fly, you know, 10 hours to this place. We finna get this expensive ass hotel. Like, yo, chill, take your bay. You know what I'm saying? Like three, four hours to over to a lake, get you some s'mores, you know what I'm saying? And y'all can just discuss y'all goals. Y'all can discuss like how it was in the beginning when y'all first met, like how far you guys have come, how far, you, how much you guys have grown as individuals. Like that will take your mind off of, you know, the fatigue. That'll take your mind off the injuries. Like um, that'll stop you from just going through the motions because it breaks up the monotony of your routine and your daily grind. Um, You know, 
you probably won't even want to daydream because you'll be so focused on trying to take in the moment. Um, and of course, by the time you come back from that little day trip, your intensity levels is going to be crazy because you're going to be like, yo, I can't wait to get back so I can bust ass, you know, make some progress in the gym, make some progress in the kitchen, make some progress, you know, in my business. And then, you know, me and Bay, we can celebrate, you know, with another trip, you know, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, man, you definitely got to take care of yourself for sure. I hear it all the time. I always hear it. Take a rest day. You need to take a break. You train every day. You run every day. Like it's too much, blah, blah, blah. I don't get injured. This and that, you know, and it's all out of love and it's all out of respect. But yeah, man, um, I try, I try, I try my best to start like getting in more active rest days. Um, or I try to take naps, um, on days when, when my, my work is not as crazy, but yeah, man, you got to do the same thing, man. Like, you know, it's, we're all, we're all, we're all getting older every single day. So injuries are going to last longer once they occur. And it's just like, you don't want to be having to get surgeries and shit or really like adjust, uh, your daily act, your daily, like, uh, activities because yeah, all, all because you just grinding, 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 pushing, pushing, pushing as hard as you can. Like, nah, um, take, take a chill pill one or two days a week. But that's like if you're extremely like gung ho, balls to the wall, like you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five type. And it's a lot of people that's not like that. It's a few people out there that's really like that. And those are the people that really need to take this to heart and really need to practice. You know, just embracing active rest, embracing getting enough sleep, um, embracing you know doing like a little day trip or whatever, just to get out of the whole, um, routine of just like trying to be the greatest version of yourself that you could possibly be. Um, again, I'm definitely one of those people that I got to chill. Like sometimes I just got to chill. Yo, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from, from people, you know, um, from the time I was a kid all the way until now, it's just like, yo, bro, you need to chill out, like, or you need to get some rest, or or whatever the case may be. Like, you're not tired, like, aren't you sore? This and that, but it's just like, yo, this is what I do, this is who I am. Like, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna be this way until I can't do it no more. But at the same time, I am trying to make smarter decisions in terms of how I rest, in terms of just taking it easy some days in the gym or whatever. Well, I don't go to the public gym anymore. I don't know if I ever will, you know, since all the craziness happened uh, last year and, and whatever. I I love the way my training is now. And I never thought I would see the day. But yeah, I like, you know, we got our setup in the backyard. Like, it's nice and simple. And, you know, we got some cardio machine. We got a cardio machine. We got a, we got some weights. And then, yeah, um, I run every day. So it's just like, man, I'll take that. And it's also going to keep me from hurting myself even more. If I'm at the gym, I'm going to be able to lift heavier weights and do more, more exercises and whatnot and just start loading up the bars and shit. And then I'll be all, all my back, my shoulders, my elbows, my knees. So... Yeah, I don't want that. But um, yeah, man, we we definitely got to take care of ourselves for sure. Have more more rest days. If you're somebody like me who can't sit still, have an active rest day. Um, do some yoga. Go for a walk. Um, you can go for a hike. 
but it has to be light though. Or you could just go through your typical routine, but do it at like 10% effort. So yeah, if you're used to benching uh, 100 pounds, sorry, bro, you're going to have to take all the weights off and only bench 10 pounds that day. So yeah, um, but yeah, man, definitely just mix, mix in the rest days, whether the regular rest days, whole rest days, or just active rest days so that you can survive and get through and not have any major injuries that will cause you to have to like get surgery or go to the hospital or something because it, it's not going to be worth it. Especially again, if this is not your profession or your daily thing, there's no sponsorships on the line. Like you're not uh, training for the Mr. Olympia or Mrs. Olympia or Miss Miss uh, Phys, Women's Physique or something like that. No, like if you're not doing that, if you're not a professional football player, basketball player, like MMA fighter, yeah, like you can you can afford to take some time and let your body heal, let your body recover so that you can continue to hit your goals, man. But yeah, that concludes that portion of this episode. So again, today we talked about five signs that it's time for you to take a rest day. Um, So we'll go down the list again. Number one is injuries. Number two is extreme fatigue. Number three is you're just going through the motions. Number four is daydreaming uh, during reps and sets. And number five is lack of intensity. So if you've if you've experienced any of those things this week or the last few weeks, it's time for you to take a rest day or two rest days in a row. Get some extra sleep. Um, I don't know. Go to a spa. Just, uh, you know, stretch, um, you know. Whatever supplements you take to help you, uh, you know, heal your joints and, and to repair your muscles, do that. Do what you got to do, man. But try to stay as healthy as you possibly can. Um, so, yeah. Now, getting into Book of the Month. Book of the Month is still stock investing for dummies. I'm just going to put my little twist on it and give you some of my experiences so far uh, with making acquisitions in companies and just how that process has been going. Um, but going off of some of the things that uh, is discussed in the literature, like figure out your long-term goals in terms of investing in companies via the stock market. Because again, you're not investing in the stock market. You're investing your money into publicly traded businesses. So you're becoming a business owner. Would you just buy a business just because somebody told you about it? No, you would do your research. So you need to look at what your, what are your goals? If you're just trying to make fast money, maybe your, your time length um, of your duration uh, of investing might be three to six months, maybe a year tops. That's fine. Get your money and get out if you want. Just know you're probably going to be paying a shit ton of taxes on the back end. Um, so, yeah, let me know how that goes. But yeah. Um, and then some people have intermediate goals. Maybe you got a three to five year plan in terms of like just flipping your money and, and buying some businesses and, you know, doing whatever you do. I don't know. But for me, I'm going long term. I'm in it for the long haul. Um, so like I said in the last episode, I wanted to learn as much as I could learn about each business that I invested in. And I'm still learning. Like I have so much more to learn. Like I haven't even scratched the surface. But again, I've, I've looked at the companies that I was interested in 
and I studied their financial statements. I've studied, you know, their attributes, you know, the good qualities, the bad qualities. I looked at their track record, how long they've been around, um, what success they've had, what industries that they're tied to. Um, are they seasonal businesses um, or do they operate year round in terms of like being able to continually grow um, on a month per month basis? So with that, you got to look at websites and resources like sec.gov. So if you go to sec.gov backslash Edgar, then you you can you can type in the ticker symbol for whatever whatever business you're you're interested in, whatever stock you're interested in, and then you scroll down to the 10k annual report and that'll break down the entire company and what they're doing with the money that you're investing in it and how long it's been around and its track record and how much debt they have or and and how their ability to in uh reinvest the money that that you're in giving them to continue to make it grow and how their sales are going based on the products that they're selling or the services that they're providing but yeah, you also got to look at the industry, look at the competitors, like a, a, a like something that I found useful is like, OK, for example, let's just say and this is a random example. This isn't a personal example, but like, let's just say you absolutely love Nike, right? That's your favorite shoe, you know, of all time or whatever. Uh, but maybe at the time. Like, okay, they're the number, at the time, they're the number one shoe, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, but at the time, Reebok is maybe selling at a cheaper price for whatever reason. You do your research, you find out that that's their number one competitor. This is if it was their actual number one competitor. Um, obviously, Yeezy brand is probably number one as far as shoes. But anyway, this is just a random example. Okay, so Nike's your favorite, um, but they're just at a place where they're not doing really well. But you still are like, look, I'm going to save up and get, I'm going to buy me a couple shares of Nike at some point. But you realize that Reebok is their competitor. Um, and you also see... After you look at the financials of Nike, after you look at the financials of Reebok, that the that the financials statement of Reebok is much more appealing uh, and much more promising long term than Nike. But you still believe that Nike will be around 10 years from now, 20 years from now. So then you buy some of Reebok. Maybe you buy like two shares of Reebok or whatever. And then, you know, you figure out at what price you're going to get in, like at what point, what percentage or whatever, because that's also important. You don't buy when it's green. You buy when it's red. Okay. That's, that's not number one, but that's like, you know, that's up there on the list. Um, stop buying when it's green. When it's green, you should already be in watching your money grow. But anyway, you buy some of Reebok or whatever, because the financials are there. Nike, you still believe in it. So eventually it goes on sale. It's at a discount right now. Everybody's panicking. You're like, hell yeah, this is my time to get in. So boom, now you buy Nike. Um, based off their brand recognition, their market capitalization, uh, you know, their debt, uh, just their, their, their equity, their ability, again, 
to reinvest the money that they make back into the business in order to continue to grow that business. Like you start, you know, looking at all that and you're like, okay, I believe in the brand. I'm going to put some money in there, whatever, whatever. Like that's, that's a strategy that you can use. So basically the strategy is like, okay, who are the top two in that industry based on whatever company you want to buy, whether it's, uh, God, I don't even know. Kroger versus Walmart, uh, fucking McDonald's versus uh, Five Guys or, or Wendy's or Burger King, like who are the top two? Because what you could do is look at the financials for both number one and number two and to 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 kind of balance out your portfolio, you could buy a, a percentage of both number one and number two. So that way you have a competitive edge in terms of, well, shit. If, all right, if Nike's number one and Reebok is number two, sometimes Reebok might take over and become number one from time to time. So you got to get in on some of those earnings. That's just a tactic if you if you like that strategy or can understand or realize how that makes sense because it might not make sense to most people. Some people, it might just be, yo, I'm on Nike. Like, I don't even want to bother. That's completely fine. But again, make sure that you do the research and study the companies um, to understand like how they work, what they do, uh, how long they've been around, how long have they been around and been successful? Uh, how much debt do they have? Like, are they borrowing a lot of money? Is it a is it, is it a, a an extremely leveraged uh, uh, company? Because if it's leveraged, that means that they are borrowing money in order to survive, which at some point, if you know, based on credit card debt, student loan debt, you got to pay that back at some point. Um, and yeah, the worse you do, obviously the worse it is for the situation and the worse it is ultimately for, for, for that company, the business that you bought. So yeah, you got to look into all of that, but yeah, buying, buying the number one and number two, of of those industries that is a strategy that I've looked at and I actually like and have found interesting because in one regard like I realized for so many years that I was in love with a product that was number 2 in its industry but I knew in terms of investing in a business the first business that I wanted to buy was number 1 and I love number one, too. I love their product as well. But it wasn't like it stopped being my favorite product, Lit, like in a literal sense. I still would use it from time to time, depending on the occasion. But the number two guy, the number two company, that was a one for me on my list of products that I use. I literally to this day use it almost daily. So I thought, well, shit, why not own a percentage of something that I use every single day. And I already know it's one of the top, you know, two in its industry. And then I already love and respect the number one competitor, but they're going to have a better performance um, in terms of just longevity, in terms of market share. They're going to, they're more, you know, uh, they're just more international. They're everywhere. Like you just, you just, 
You see the logo, you know what it is. Like you see it in the stores, you know what it is. So, but yeah, that is something that's a technique that that's a technique that you can use. That's a strategy that you can use um, just to kind of even out your portfolio. But yeah, again, that might not make sense to some people. But the main things um, I want to get back to what I was saying, understand like why you want to invest, how long you want to invest um, and, and, and look at, OK, again, look at the companies, break down the financials, understand the business like on a basic level. Um, if you can explain it to, I don't know, a five year old or a 10 year old or if you can explain it to uh your grandmother without without them being confused like all right you you're on the right path more more than likely um unless it's just something that's complicated some people are into tech stocks and all that kind of stuff um tech companies or whatever i'm not really into any of the tech companies even though people be like oh but that's where the world is going yo you crazy if you're not in tech are you crazy if you're not in the marijuana business blah 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 your cannabis is popping right now this and that I don't, I don't smoke cannabis, um, but I do use technology every day. My problem is I don't understand technology. Like I don't have like a legitimate grasp on how it works in terms of like, when I think of, let's just say Apple, for example, when I think of Apple and how they build a laptop and the circuit boards and just the different wiring that they use and, 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 and how, how they're able to build this device and make it work and be as functional as it is. I don't fully understand that shit. And if it starts going downhill, I don't know what's happening. Is the technology getting worse? Is it getting too expensive to build the product or are people just moving to Androids or, or, or is something wrong, you know, in terms of like whatever the CEO is doing? Like, I don't know. Uh, is there a shortage of, you know, like just certain uh, just certain uh, supplies that are needed to build that laptop or build that iPad? I don't know. That to me is outside of my circle of competence in the words of Warren Buffett, you know, he has a circle of competence. So basically he sticks to principles and ideas and companies that he understands. He doesn't go outside of that. Same for me. I've adopted that same strategy. If I don't like, if I don't understand it, or if I feel like it's too difficult for me to understand the hows and the whys, I'm kind of like, nah, I'm good on that. Or I'm looking at the volatility. So I'm looking at how much is up and down, up and down, up and down, good or bad, good or bad. Because I remember a time when Apple uh, was, was uh, you know, trading at what, like a little over $300 a share way back when I was like really looking at the game as a beginner, beginner. And I'm like, damn, I can't believe now it's at like, you know, one something. I don't know. Sometimes it's at like 115. Sometimes it's at 130 or 129. It's been, it seems like it's been stuck in like the 120s or the, or the, or the low 130s, which is insane to me to think about. But again, it's just like to put money directly into it. I just don't have any interest because I don't know where Apple is going to be at in terms of, of just like their ability to continue to generate a lot of money how many phones they're going to create, whatever, whatever. Like it's the same cycle over and over again. But again, I, I don't, I don't have like, and I don't have a fascination 
too much with how the technology works, which is why I don't really go into that. But yeah, like just me even saying all of this, like, do you feel the energy and the enthusiasm of something that I don't even like? Imagine something that I'm interested in. That's the same thing that you need to apply in your own situation if you are interested in investing in businesses via the stock market. Um, the stock market's going to do what it does, man. Like, that's just there. What are those businesses going to do five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now? you got to be thinking long term, man. You're going to you're going to pay less in taxes long term um, and you're going to collect more equity long term, which is better than anything. Like you want that shit to grow, but you got to be patient, man. But yeah, man, um, assess why you want to do it. Assess, you know, if you're short term uh, in the middle or long term. And then, yeah, you got to look at your risk. Like, how much are you willing to risk? Like, are, how much money are you comfortable losing? How much money do you actually have to invest? If you only got $5, use $5. If you got $500, that's perfect. Come up with a strategy to where you can invest and grow that $500. If you got thousands of dollars, you can do that too. But yeah, man, you can't be afraid of the work. And the work is doing the research and reading up on, on, on these companies and the investments, man. Don't just put money in shit because you hear people talking about stuff. Like, at least ask, why is it like this? Why is it like that? How is it like that? You know what? Let me go do some research. Let me look up some stuff. Like, let me Google some shit. Let me buy a couple books and really understand what's going on here. So that way, when shit's going good, you understand, you understand what's going on. And you know how to move. And when shit's going bad, you're not panicking because you know what to expect long term um because people lose money and then they want to sell everything you're making a huge mistake if you believe in that company and you believe in its growth long term if you're selling because it goes down you clearly don't understand what you're doing or you're trying to just make money like short term you're trying to make money as fast as possible if you're trying to make money as fast as possible do that i don't understand that game I don't know how to play that game. So I'm in it for the long haul, man. So I just wanted to share some of those tidbits with you in terms of my own personal experience with it. Um, because, yeah, when I'm not on here doing this, I'm literally studying all day, every day, damn near. Um, and, and even when I'm not studying, I'm thinking about companies and I'm thinking about investing and and everything that's going on with it and, and just everything that's going on in the world in general that can affect those businesses and those acquisitions or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, Right now, I'm just like completely obsessed. But anyway, yeah, man, this episode is getting long as shit and it's getting hot as hell up in here. So I'm about to wrap this up. Um, yeah, man, we work it, man. Um, I got a couple projects in the pipeline. Nothing too crazy right now. We're in the very, very beginning stages of it. So I don't even know why I just said that, but I just said it. It's out there. But anyway, man, um, we working, man. We just grinding. We trying to put the work in. We trying to work smarter, not harder. Um, and in terms of training right now, I've been training smarter, not harder because I've been having to recover from injuries. So again, if you got injuries, if you got extreme fatigue, if you're going through the motions, if you're daydreaming during workouts, um, if you lack intensity, it's time for you to take a rest day, man. Take a break, man. Um, aside from that, assess your investment uh, goals what you want to do, why you want to do it, how long you want to do it, man, and, and just do as much research as possible, man. Like, there, you can never learn enough about investing your money 
in businesses. You just can't. And remember, like when you invest in, in stocks, you're a business owner, point blank, period. So you have to think like a business owner. What would you do with your business? Wow. Like, what would you want to be going on with your business? How would you invest that money? Um, you know, so yeah, you wouldn't just put your money into anything just because somebody said it was good or bad or whatever. But yeah, man, do your own research too, man. Look, consult a doctor, consult a nutritionist, consult a financial advisor. I don't know shit about anything. I'm just telling you what I do, what I experience, what I like and what I don't like. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, this is just information. This is just entertainment. All right. I forgot to mention that earlier. But anyway, man, I'm about to get up out of here, man. So as usual, you already know who it is. I'm not going to say it again. I'm out.